Ashton, and I've just finished my chat with the challenge beast, Lydia. She's absolutely dominating the challenges, all the physical, all the endurance, and uh, it turns out that the the big strong blokes got a bit scared of her. They thought she'd uh, take him down in the end, and I, I think she probably would uh, would outlast him in a lot of those physical uh, endurance challenges. We talked about her challenge game of Survivor. We talked about some of the key relationships, and we talked a lot about uh, her mental strength and her physical performance and where all that uh, mental strength stuff comes from and some of the, the, the products that she's doing now with her company. So it was an enjoyable chat with Lydia, the Olympic gold medalist, the absolute challenge beast. I have to apologize for a couple of uh, technical difficulties I had the last couple of interviews, but I think we are back on track now, and we should be back to, back to good from here on. Here is Lydia. Well, thanks, uh, thanks for chatting to me today, Lydia. I think no it's, worries, uh, mate. it goes without saying, but I'll say it anyway. You were an absolute challenge beast. I've heard that a little bit lately. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely, how the edit rubbed off, isn't it? Yeah. Um, well, <laughs> I suppose there's some truth in it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, absolutely. What was it like uh, stepping out on mm. onto the island with the the other champions? Um, I guess what were your initial thoughts? Oh, initially I thought there's going to be some pretty big personalities in here and champions in their field, whatever that was, and maybe some egos. So um, it was a bit scary. Um, didn't want to go in, you know, taking any type of leadership role or anything like that and just stood back and observed and figured out who um, I wanted to work with and kind of subtly um, planted seeds in, in, in people's minds and just, some you know behind the scenes work, I suppose. Yeah, no, that, I love it. That sounds like the, the the perfect way to do it. What were some of your your initial reads on people? Who were some of the people that you did want to work with, um, and who you know who were you planting those seeds with? Um, initially, it was it was interesting to just kind of watch the dynamics of the tribe. I knew you know I had some physical assets about me, so I'd be handy in challenges and things like that. So what I didn't want to come across was being a social player as well. So I just had quiet conversations um, and and definitely made an alliance early on with Sam. I didn't want to align with another like outwardly physical kind of threat because mm. you'd just automatically kind of be labelled a, a power couple calling the shots. So I aligned with Sam because, one, he was so funny and loved him, and two, he was also quite physical, but not in the the muscly kind of, you know, robust, obvious sense, like some of the other kind of champions in Steve and, and Matt. So, um, so and he's clever too. So we made an alliance on day seven, or, you know, the first week, and um, with the intention of of playing both sides and, and of, of the champion tribe and having relationships everywhere and then deciding on where that core alliance would build from, which ended up being with Matt and Steve and, and Sean and myself and, and Sam. Fantastic. That sounds like a, a phenomenal plan, as you said. It was a good, the... it was a good plan. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It was a good plan and we were working really well together and we actually all got along really well and, you know, it kind of started to fall to pieces, I guess, with the tribe swap. Um, that was hard and, you know, separating from the alliance, having to make new friends and protect yourself over on another side and 
and on an exchange. Yeah, absolutely. Um, with that very first vote, that Russell vote, it was a it was a wild one. The way it shook out, I think it was four four two two. So there was a lot of chaos, yeah. I guess. How how did you see mm. that going before the night, and uh, what did you think was going to happen? Um, I knew that the kind of the girls had had agreed that um, he was our main threat. We wanted to flush out the idol, but split it between him and Damien, who Damien was working really closely with Russell at the time, and um, and you know really kind of aggressive gameplay, and we just you know Russell's bad news for us, so we just didn't want him um, playing the game. He just caused chaos everywhere, told a lot of lies, of course, and, you know, he likes he's a master game player. So, and it created tension and, and it created chaos within the camp. So we had to flush out his idol um, and put the heat on, on Damien as well and just see how it played out. But at that point, we weren't all communicating very well because it was like day, you know, three or four or whatever it was, day three. And, um, and we're all still getting to know each other. No formal alliances have been built yet. So, the guys had their own ideas and we had ours and luckily kind of at that point we came on top But um, and that was important to get Russell out of the game early on. For sure. And then after the... So you guys went lost back-to-back up but after the Damien um, elimination you guys were, were pretty settled in that you were winning a hell of a lot of challenges. You only went to tribal once but Mo- mm. Moana was crook so it was, yeah. I guess it was yeah. uh, a bit more simple after that. Yeah, and look, we really came together. We started working really well together. We we understood each other's strengths, and um, and we, you know, when you're going into challenges like that, which are complex, and they're physical, but they're also you've got to keep your cool. You've got to think things through. So we placed people in you know their their positions of strength, and we did a really good job of that. And team morale was was really good, and um, yeah, we we were on fire, and I think that was. You know, we were, we were so focused on winning and not thinking about the prospect of going to tribal council. You know, and the stress of we were trying to keep it as as least stressful as possible, which is you know hard hard to do in Survivor. <laughs> but that's how we could that's how we could keep winning, and um, and that's why we went on. You know, we had that winning streak. Yeah, absolutely. And you said you, we were just so together. You know, and I bet it was a, it would have yeah. been obviously a good time to you know, reaffirm all those, that tight alliance. And as you say, everyone was really together until the swap. So you go across, you're mm. down on the numbers then 4-3, original contenders versus original champs. Um, I guess yeah. were, you, were you worried at that point? And what, how did you go about uh, obviously getting away from that, that situation where Heath was the... Yeah, the gutted. Well, I was, you know, terribly, it was disappointing to be separated from the alliance and leave that connection. And we had the plan already, like, let's protect each other um, for as long as we can until we're final five and then we'll battle it out, you know, and um, and what will be what will be. And so going over to the contender side, I knew that we needed to bolster our, our alliance, so the five that were strong on champions, we needed extra two votes with us to make majority. And we had Monica... Um, Sean and I over there and I got into Robbie's ear straight away and he pitched the whole kind of 
You know, this is not about champions versus contenders anymore. It's about the strong physical protecting each other and making it all the way through and having that epic battles at the end. And this is what we want. And we want you and Benji with us. And he was like, yep, that's me. I'm in. <laughs> it didn't take much to, to get him over the line, um, which is understandable because we've been losing a lot, you know, and the contenders have been loss after loss. Their morale was low and just to have them... Um, you know, a change of laundry in their tribe was refreshing, um, not to mention then winning challenges and, you know, having those winning fields. Um, so it was easy to kind of bring him on board and, and you know, that I'd have these kind of silent winks to, to Matt and Steve and whispers when we cross paths and challenges saying, I've got Robbie and Benji, so we've got the majority, we've got a seven, we're just going to stick together, you know, and that was the plan um, until merge and... and then we'd have that seven majority and be able to play the game how we wanted to play. Yeah, but, nice. um, you makes, know, makes, Survivor... Makes sense in theory. <laughs> it makes sense because then, you know, the, what happens come merge, the physical assets or the threats are, are not assets anymore, they're threats, you know, and, um, and, and people go after the physical threats. And so that's why we wanted to stay together so we could protect each other and, and make it through that period. So, yeah, I mean, the whole merge, tribe swap, that all happens really fast and, you know, you're straight into challenges. There's not actually a lot of time to consolidate ideas and get back together as a a core group of five, you know, because there's Shane lurking around, there's Brian lurking around and he's just shifty and, you know, there's lots of people to navigate around and I just couldn't get everyone together and there wasn't enough time to just go, right, are we still on this plan? stick to these guys because it's going to work and hmm. just um, people panicked, you know, people just lost their cool. Yeah, no, for sure. And so then you guys you guys did merge um, and you had the auction. How was the pizza? We didn't see you bid for it, but uh, oh, I saw you eating a pizza I at the end. I know. <laughs> oh, my gosh, that pizza was amazing. <laughs> oh, I, yeah, put down 480 for it. Like, <laughs> I wanted pizza. I had it in my head. I'm like, I want a pizza. I want all the flavors and garlic and some, hope there's some chili on there. And it was everything I was wanting. And I saw it kind of pop on like 480 straight away, put it in there. <laughs> and, um, and yeah, got it. So I just, yeah, it was so damn delicious. And, um, yeah, it was cool. And I made her like squawk like a seagull in order to get some pizza. <laughs> I, had to, I made it work for it. It was pretty funny, but I didn't show that. <laughs> oh, that is too funny. Oh, I love it. And then, yeah. um, so in terms of uh, challenge inspiration, um, yeah, I've seen, uh, I guess, on your social media, a lot of um, people saying, you know, was it great to see a, a woman on TV who's just so dominant and, and taking down the big guys and you'd intimidated the guys? Mm-hmm. And it's probably too... Uh, not uh, hopefully not too awkward to admit, but my uh, my girlfriend just took up Pilates and she said every time she's planking and she gets to you know forty five seconds she just thinks oh, oh Lydia would have uh, got a happy place. <laughs> she was just thinking oh Lydia <laughs> says you know mental strength it's got to be mental strength. So um, can you tell me a little bit about the backstory of um, the yep. the mental strength of everything? Well, it's just you know being an elite athlete and having injuries and setback and the roller coaster of elite sport and success but also deep failures and and um you know having to build from those and build yourself back up and kind of squash any limiting beliefs that you got about yourself self to be able to then push forward and and realize your goals realize that potential you know win that gold medal do that hardest trick and and i've had to 
push through. I had to develop my mind and, and training and had mental like coaches along the way and one in particular, Jeff Hodges, was integral to, you know, being me being able to, you know, achieve the pinnacle in my sport, which is Olympic gold and um and so I've learned a lot of skills, you know, along the way and I could really bring that to my game but I could also bring it to influence others, like whether it was Robbie or everyone, you know, I shared shared these skills with everybody, whether it was yoga or breathing techniques or inner challenge, just to keep everyone centred and focused. And um, and we, you know, it, it helped us. It helped us bond together. It helped us win, you know, and so it works. And so, yeah, that's a real passionate kind of field that that um, I'm exploring now through my company, Body Ice, um, which is um, we manufacture ice and heat packs for injury management, which um, is... You know, a given since, <laughs> since I've suffered a lot of injuries yeah. in, in my career as an aerial skier and felt the need to, to fill that hole. But um, we're also moving into the mental, you know, wellness space and not only realising that people go through setback and adversity and they might be physically traumatised from that, um, as the case in a, in a physical injury, but you've also got an emotional and mental um, hurdle as well to get through, whether it's fear or re injury or fear of never thinking you're never going to make it back to peak performance or whatever it's fear of being cut from the team or whatever it is. So um, so I've just developed and launched some mental training visualisations and, and a section on our website, the Mental Training Zone, to, to kind of fill that, that hole, you know, and help people not only recover physically but, but understand that there's training to do mentally that's really, really, really important that we kind of... Um, you know, don't focus on. It's kind of not something that we focus on talking about it these days. It's mindfulness, it's meditation, but it's being aware of you know, your weaknesses and, and your limiting beliefs and and um, having the tools to be able to get, get through the adversity and, and push on to um, block out pain or block out fear or set it aside and change your focus. So that's a space I'm really enjoying at the moment. Um, and playing in and being able to, I think, um, show that through Survivor's been been really really cool to see that such a, such a um, a positive effect on people. Yeah, fantastic. I, I checked out um, some of Jeffrey Hodges' stuff and his Sports Mind stuff um, uh, in preparation for this, and your Body Eye stuff. And can you hit us with uh, where people mm. can find some of your your Body Eye stuff and the the mental training stuff that you just mentioned? Yeah, it's all available on our website, bodyice.com, and um, we obviously have our ice and heat packs for orthopedic sports injuries. We've got our range for kids. We've got our range for women and, and mums that have just kind of become new mums and had experienced childbirth. And then we've got our mental training zone, which has got a lot of books, particularly um, um, Jeff Hodges' um, training manuals and books which have been integral to you know the building blocks for me um, and 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 really upskilling myself um, as an athlete that I've just kind of carried through to business as well as life and um, and then just recently we've we've developed these tracks together that um, we've got one for confident future self which is you know you projecting forward and connecting with your future self that that you want to be and and um, feeling what that's going to feel like. And then we've got one for healing, if you are going through an injury or an illness, um, one to help you visualise your body healing and one for recovering from setbacks and, and um, adversity. So, 
something um, yeah that I'm really excited and passionate about because I know it can really change people. You know, change you can change their thoughts, you change their thinking, you change their behaviours, you can change their life. So um, I'm loving it. Fantastic. Thanks so much, Lydia. It was great to chat and enjoy the rest of the day and all the best with all the uh, the podcasts. Thank you. Yeah, thanks a lot.